Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton, and we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Bob Stoffer joining you from an unnamed hotel in downtown Boston. It's nice, though. And we are pleased to be joined on the line by uh, Boston Bruins forward and son of Oilers Now contributor. Uh, we are joined by Jake DeBrus. Jake, it's Bob. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Bob? How are you? Uh, you know, not bad. it's never a bad day when you come, come into Boston. It's a pretty nice city, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nice and bright today, too. It's, a, it's been a decent day for sure. For sure. How uh I mean, how much? You're in what year four or five now here with the Bruins. I mean, what's it? What's it been like? Uh, just and we'll get to the hockey stuff in a second, but it you know, and obviously the whole world went in upheaval uh, during the, you know the COVID situation, which which ran through your guys' team last year. But just what what's it like living here during the course of the season? And because it's it's a pretty cool. Like I can tell you, in terms of. As a as a broadcaster, it's one of my favorite U.S. cities to come to. So I like your thoughts just on what it's like living here. Yeah, it's uh, obviously like you said with uh, you know obviously COVID going on the last little bit. It's been um, you know not really um, the full experience, but um, it's starting to get back to normal here now. And um, you know it's such a sports town. It, it's it's kind of got an electric vibe to it because there's always something going on, whether it's. You know, Sundays are the Patriots or the Celtics. Uh, you know, uh, us and uh, the Red Sox. You know, it's uh, one of those things where there's always something they kind of cheer for, and with all the colleges and um, you know schools around as well. It's it's a pretty live city, and um, you know, it's lots of fun to kind of go in different areas and uh, and kind of uh, explore lots of uh, lots of good food too. If you like Italian, that's for sure. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, it's, it, the architecture in the city is really cool, and you get buildings that are 500 years old and that sort of thing, so it just adds to the whole thing. How would you assess the season that, uh, the team is having, and then your own personal play so far? Uh, I'd say kind of both up and down, uh, to be honest. With you. I don't think we necessarily like what our record's at right now. Um, we're kind of, uh, you know, figuring some things out, you know, trying to stay consistent with our game and uh, a couple of new faces and, uh, and playing against some pretty good teams. I think we played against uh, three undefeated teams in a row. So uh, it was one of those things where we were kind of running into some hot teams as well. But, um, you know, that's for the team. And then for me, is I thought that I actually had a pretty good start. And, um, you know, I think that I've been more consistent this year. It's just, uh, just one of those things where sometimes it's going to the net and sometimes it's not. But uh, I don't really mind where my game's at. I, I feel like I'm still generating um you know chances per game here and uh, feeling back to normal with you know obviously with the fans and the stands and and going on the road and all that good stuff you got moved up a bit last night uh i think you started the game with holland's denichka and then uh taylor hall uh was involved in a, a, a tough situation he ended up uh he ended up sitting for a couple shifts uh, so you're playing consistently in their top nine they've got you on left wing but they do have Brad Marchand, who's the third highest scoring player in the NHL, Jake, over the last five seasons. 
by the way, the guys that are one and two play for Edmonton. Uh, you probably have heard of them before. Uh, but Marshawn and Hall on the left side, uh, you know, Taylor's won a league MVP. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of competition for the minutes of the left wing, aren't, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two uh, elite players, obviously, is... You know, others fans know Taylor, but, um, you know, I know Marshy as well pretty well. I've been here, um, you know, kind of leaning off him a lot, especially when I was in the top six. But, yeah, like you said, obviously two great players. It's a good opportunity for me to kind of um, stay consistent in that role and um, just kind of learn off them each and every day, you know, what their habits are and what they do on the ice. And and also, uh, you know, raises my game as well because, you know, everyone's not going to have their best night. And uh, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if uh, 1A and 1B aren't going, then uh, I need to be there for this team. Um, is it a little surreal for you as a kid that, uh, you know, moved to Edmonton in 08 and uh, played developmental hockey with the Southside Athletic Club? Uh, you know, you're in Bantams at the time. I think that uh, Taylor uh, came to Edmonton and he was the guy in Edmonton. And now you're on his team. <laughs> Does it kind of make you chuckle a bit? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's one of the first things that uh, I talked to him about. I think I was at his first ever development camp, actually. He used to go down with the, the old man and uh, see a couple of those. Not sure which rink it was at. It might have been uh, in Sherwood Park, but, um, yeah, we kind of laughed and giggled about that. And uh, We actually got along pretty well um, just from uh, familiarity with, with the city, but it's always surreal. You know, it's one of those things that you kind of get used to playing against certain players or um, things as uh, time goes on. But when we got him, I was uh, probably the most excited on our team just because I know what he can do and, uh, you know, he's playing well and how he can help. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, like you said, it was kind of a cool moment where um, he was the guy. You know, he was the guy. And, uh, you know, all changes all going on. And I was a big fan, obviously. So uh, to be able to play with him and learn off him each day is something that uh, I don't take for granted. We're joined by Jake DeBrus. Jake, there was another player that came in that trade, uh, Curtis Lazar, who I've always really liked. I think he's just a great guy. I know maybe he never became a full-time top nine NHL forward, but I think he's a pretty good fourth liner. He's just a terrific person, isn't he? Yeah, he truly is. Yeah, he's uh, he's another dub guy as well. That's the one thing about the deal is we got some Canadians, so um, you know, there's not very many of us on this team, so it's kind of nice to get the numbers up a little bit, but um, I played against him in junior, and obviously I think the World Juniors for himself, uh, you know, Team Canada and all that stuff, but just a really good character guy. You know, one of those guys that puts in the work every single day, and um, like I said, it's never a bad thing to have another Canadian on the squad. Yeah, I know uh, this is an organization that has, uh, they, they seem to like their NCAA players. That's the one thing I've noticed, and sometimes some of those guys seem to get fast-tracked. We're joined by Jake DeBrus, Jake uh, Patrice Bergeron. For me, it, 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 as good as Pasternak is, and he's you know he's had 34, 35, 38, and 48 goal seasons in the NHL, Bergeron's been the guy, right? Like, just, you know, he wins the, like, he's a 60% face-off guy. He's in his 18th season here. Um, spectacular. He's had a Hall of Fame NHL career. Educate our listeners, if you could, Jake, just on, on how special of a person Patrice is. He's a special as a player. You know, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, makes you feel very comfortable, especially when you first come into this team. You know, he's a very open uh, person. He'll come up with you and talk to you, ask you about how the family is and all that stuff. And he's really engaged with everybody on the team. You know, he's really engaged and kind of knows what's going on. And obviously, uh, now being our captain, I think it just kind of, uh, he didn't necessarily change anything because that's just kind of the guy he is. I, I call him, if you ever watch uh, Game of Thrones, I call him Jon Snow because he really does everything right. He doesn't really do anything wrong. And 
uh, finds his way through. But just a really great human being, and um, you know, obviously as a player, you know, trying to get better, look at that guy's habits, and how he prepares himself for games, and. Um, you know, it's one of those things where obviously, you know, when Z was here, it was another amazing leader in that sense of things. But I think Bergie's done a really good job of just being himself. And um, that's the best version for our team. And you can put him in any position, uh, you know, on our, you know, our power play PK, like you said, on the face-offs. But, um, I mean, we call him Salky pretty much as well. So, I mean, it's one of those things where guys have the utmost respect for him. I think that if you talk to anybody that's played with him or against him, they'll, they'll respect the way he plays. But especially the guys that play with him, you know, everyone wants to see him do well and uh, wants to be with him. So uh, you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Thrones. That's why I said that. I, don't know. I mean, it's a little outdated now, I guess. But uh, uh, well, It's part, funny. Did you watch? Did you? Really mad, but I meant, meant the rest. You yeah. Know. Well, no, you uh, watched it from great. the first season. Uh, do you recall in the first year, Sean Bean's character? You know, he got beheaded from the, you know, the family from oh, the yeah. north. What was the name of that family again? Uh, the Starks, wasn't it? The Starks, yes, Edward Stark. I have used the Robert Baratheon line on uh, Edward Stark to multiple the first time he sees him. Anytime I see a guy that's a little bit heavier set, I usually say to him, "You're putting on a little bit of weight, don't you think?" Just, just to get it, because I'm not exactly the skinniest guy myself now, Jake. So that's uh, I, that line makes me howl every time I see it. The way they look at each other and start laughing, it's something that you can only do when you're in your fifties as a guy. So uh, there you have it. Uh, Jake, you got Louie. Uh, you know, Louie played in the NHL, played 400 games in the league. Uh, we know Cindy was the better athlete between the two of them. But with all seriousness, how much is how much has Lou helped you a bit? Just you know, riding the ups and downs and trying to stay even keeled. Because you know, you, you had a 27 goal season in the NHL. You followed it up with a 19 goal year. And uh, when we got shut down last year, there were some tough times. You dealt with some health issues at times. Um, you know, they bring. In another star left winger and Taylor Hall. Maybe you could just speak to you know. Did you get that sort of consistency? Is that something that Louis helped coach you with? Just a thought on that. Uh, yeah, I think that that's pretty much the. I mean, most recent um, you know example you can use. I think that you know obviously my dad helped me pretty much get to this point and throughout my career. And like you said, the ups and downs. And um, we think very similarly. Obviously, we're we're different players, but we have a similar kind of mindset. And he knows my game the best out of anybody. And it only wants uh, you know things to go well for me. So uh, this summer we had a couple of conversations and um, just tried to nip some things in the bud and just kind of figure out. Uh, you know, mindset-wise, what I was going to do throughout this year and the rest of my career. You know, anytime that you have a uh, down year where you're not happy with it, and uh, quite frankly, I wasn't. And um, you know, that's someone I leaned on a lot. You know, like you said, I kind of had some uh, health is- issues last year. I got injured and I had COVID, so um, it was one of those things with you know, obviously different different line mates and different things going on. You know, there was a lot of things going on excuse-wise, but my game overall, I think, is one thing that we we both talked about that. Um, you know, I just need to compete harder and just kind of stay on pucks, and and good things will come. Because anytime that I do that, it always has. And um, you know, I still have the confidence in myself, and I think he's a big reason why. It's been you know a season and a half since you've played Edmonton. I think you guys played the Oilers back in February of 2020, so about a month before we got uh, shot down. I do remember the game in here in January because that was the same night that Tom Brady played his last game for the Patriots. I got knocked off in the playoffs. Um, 
Give me a give me just a rip or a thought on on going up against uh, the two headed monster that's Connor McDavid and and Leon Drysaddle and you know the game they've added some pieces there obviously with Hyman coming in and uh, you know Pulleyarvi taking another step. Yeah, obviously they had some uh, some depth there, even some other guys and some other lines. You know, obviously I'm in tune with what's going on with the team. I'm, I live in uh, Edmonton this summer, but uh, like you said, haven't played them in a while. But um, what I expect is, is a good game. They've had a great start, and uh, obviously, like you said, uh, you know Connor and Leon are both uh, you know flying right now. So um, we're gonna have to try to limit them as much as we can. I don't know if you can really stop them, but. Uh, try to limit their opportunities, whether it means playing disciplined and uh, not giving them looks on the power play or, or just playing them hard. You know, that's one of those things where uh, that's the main focus, but we got to find our game too. You know, it's one of those things where right now as a team, we're kind of focused on, uh, uh, you know, Boston Bruins hockey. So uh, I think if we play a hard game and, and win our fair share of puck battles, we'll give uh, ourselves the best chance to win. But I'm looking forward to it. I've never scored against Edmonton, so I'm hoping I can change that tomorrow. Jake, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Cheers. Thanks, Bob. Good to talk to you. You bet. Yeah, excellent. That's uh, Jake DeBrusque joining us from the Boston Bruins, who, again, during the course of his NHL career, 16, 27, and 19 goal seasons. It's going to be an interesting guy to watch this summer with Boston, with what happens there. Uh, you know, they, they signed Taylor Hall to a four-year deal at $6 million per. Marshawn's in at 6.3, and Patrice Bergeron is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Now, I think we're all going to assume that he'll probably sign a, at least a two-year extension. He, he is now 36 years of age. He's played 18 years in the NHL. A second-round pick back in 2003 and played right away and overcame significant concussion uh, issues. Uh, was it Randy Jones? I'm trying to think of who flattened him from Philly from behind and drilled him in the boards. Pasternak, the special goal scorer, second highest scoring player from the 2014 NHL draft. The Edmonton Oilers have the highest scoring player. You may have heard of him. He won the Hart Trophy two years ago, Leon Dreisettle. That is Jake DeBrus, the 14th overall pick in the 2015 draft for the Boston Bruins. It's 146 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 148 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza still making a great Edmonton owned and operated for 50 plus years. Pizza passed in so much more. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Brennan Escott's a big fan of the Texan. You still a fan of the Houston Texans, by the way, or are you ready to give up on your team a bit? <laughs> it like honestly, the last there's nobody on the team anymore that resembles what I cheered for. So go Cardinals, go Arizona. <laughs> there you go. You're switching affiliations. I am. I admit I enjoy watching the Baltimore Ravens play. Um, Lamar Jackson's a special player. I don't think there's any question. They have massive injuries at running back. They run a, they've got a great coach. Harbaugh is a great coach, uh, for the Ravens. I mean, that team, uh, has been consistent. And the other thing that it, there's been a lot of people that have sort of, uh, written off 
Lamar Jackson literally from the beginning that all you know he was never going to be good enough or smart enough to be a quarterback, and I think he's kind of proven that it's not the case. He's got his excellent winning record all time for a quarterback of his age, and he's going to continue to grow and develop. Interesting conversation with Jake DeBrusque. He needs to be qualified this summer. I think that uh, if the Bruins don't do so, they'd try to trade his rights. Uh, and just the fact that they've got Marshawn and Hall on the left side. Now, I think Jake could play right wing, and, and Craig Smith's had a, a real tough start to the season. Uh, you're not going to supplant Marchant and Pasternak on that top line, but in my opinion, DeBrus should be playing a, a second-line minutes on a consistent basis uh, for Boston. I, I think you, you, there, there's a player, you know, he's, he's had a 27-goal season in the NHL. He probably would have had 22 or 23 goals if we had completed the 19-20 season. He had a tough year last year. be intrigued to see. He's got two goals in 10 games. He's kind of got the same kind of numbers as Kyler Yamamoto right now. Interesting guy to watch because I think uh, theoretically if he were to become a free agent, I think there'd be a lot of teams willing to take a swing on him. So I, I don't see that ultimately happening. Uh, Brendan, guess what? We have a lot of people that were fans of Game of Thrones. I got corrected on, I counted during the break, 17 separate texts. Bob, it's Eddard Stark, not Edward. Edward is English. That one comes to us from Glenn the Bartender. Smitty said the same thing. Um, Edmonton Quibs as well, all through in their stuff. It's Eddard Stark, not Edward. So there you have it. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, everybody loves Jesse Pogliarvi and his story. We were talking a bit about Pogliarvi on today's edition of Oilers Now. He is doing well, but if Taylor Hall's signing $6 million per, Jesse maybe bridge two years at $4 million. Is Jesse worth more than Larson? Uh, hmm. I, I do think a bridge is a, is a possible end result. In a contract negotiation. We're early in the list thing. Pulley had a great start to the season. And he's, that said, he's, I mean, it, it's funny. The one guy who didn't get paid as a result of playing with McDavid was Patrick Maroon. Ultimately, Patrick Maroon didn't get, uh, he didn't get, he didn't capitalize on the 27 goal season in Edmonton that he had here. And I'm, I'm trying to think, did he have 16 or 17 or 19 goals before he got moved in that trade for New Jersey with a th- where they got back uh, third line? This texter comes in on the Ashley Five Floors text line and says, Bob, can you have to pull produce without McDavid? Fogel is a good player that needs help in his line. Hyman and McDavid are gold. Why not see what Fogel... Uh, uh, why not see what Fogel, McLeod, and Pogliarvi can do together? Hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting one as well. Lots of different perspectives out there, but there's no question we're watching, you know, a guy uh, <laughs> going, Adam, you're on. Just FYI. Thanks for the text, though. Much appreciated. <laughs> you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Into this day in Oilers history, it is presented daily by New West Travel. Who've got the upcoming Seattle trip? Visit newestravel.com for more information. Going back in this date, 
November the 10th, 1995. So that is 26 years ago. Brennan, what happened? The Oilers opened the scoring with a shorthanded goal from Captain Kelly Buckberger and battled to a 4-4 tie after 60 minutes against the Lightning at the Thunderdome in Tampa Bay. 2.34 into overtime, Jason Arnott beat uh, Derek Wilkinson in the Bolts net for a 5-4 win. Todd Marchant got ejected with 4.26 left in the first period of this one. He picked up an instigator uh, and dropped the gloves with Alex Selivanov. Who, uh, Hans, later played for the Edmonton Oilers and had four goals in one game. All right, uh, coming up uh, tonight on Inside Sports, what does Reed Wilkins have shaken? We're going to hear from Jack Michaels. I know that for sure. What's the rest of it? Morley Scott will join to talk Elks and former Canadian uh, men's national team keeper Craig Forrest. Brendan Botcher, Edmonton Curler, will come on, as will uh, Golden Bears basketball coach Barnaby Craddock. Apparently the Golden Bears basketball team are uh, top sort of 5-8 team in the country. Golden Bears hockey have dropped to number 6. The Edmonton Oil Kings, massive day for them. Uh, they are in uh, Prince Albert. Keep an eye on the Prince Albert Raiders and the situation with Keaton Gooley. First round draft choice. Remember, Edmonton's got uh, two firsts in the Bantam draft this year, which is going to take place in December, and then a first in the traditional time in which they do the Bantam draft, May for twenty. 2022, and PA's in a bit of a rebuild. I wonder whether or not Edmonton could get in on him, but Jake Neighbors returned from St. Louis, and that is going to make the Oil Kings, who are ranked fifth right now in junior hockey, uh, they're, they're going to move up the charts. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Neighbors was their, he was their driver of their team, and very close to sticking with the St. Louis Blues. Did get in nine games. Brendan, tomorrow is a best of. Uh, we'll mention that uh, Kevin Weeks joins us every Thursday from ESPN and the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Louis DeBrus joins us on Thursdays as well uh, for GCL Diesel, but tomorrow with the holiday, well it's not a holiday, it's a day of remembrance uh, for those that fought for us and fell for us uh, as uh, part of Remembrance Day. It is a, a best of orders now. I'll rejoin you with a live show on Friday, but not before I'm on the City Ford Face-Off show. Thursday night, Edmonton and the Boston Bruins. Have you I, have you put the show together yet for the best of orders now? We're going to revisit plenty of Hall of Fame week with uh, the legends remembering Kevin Lowe. All right, that includes the likes of Wayne Gretzky, Paul Coffey, Mark Messier, and Yerry Curry, who join us on Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jayla and I. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. I'll join you Thursday in the face-off pregame show. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.